now. From the Mousecapade Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and we're so happy that you're joining us. We hope that you're staying safe and happy and healthy during the current pandemic situation. This is episode 555, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. Today's show is part two of the episode we started last week where we talked about several Disney fun facts and secrets from the viewpoint of a former cast member. There was too much to fit into one, so show today we're going to wrap that up. In part number one, we had a lot of fun discovering some things that we never knew as well as some things that we did already know, and except it was from the perspective of a cast member instead of from a guest's point of view. I know we learned a lot, and I hope that you did too. As we alluded to in part one last week, the behind the scenes Disney magic is closely guarded and cast members are highly restricted about what they can share. Disney doesn't want to ruin the magic, so neither do we, so this is fair warning. There's a spoiler alert for some of these things we're going to be talking about. So in case you have kiddos in the car, you want to save this episode till later. Yeah, something like that. Um, But just fair warning. The cast member that provided the basis for this discussion, he was interviewed by a website called popsugar.com, and he worked for Walt Disney World for a few years while he lived in Florida, but he had to be a bit vague about his identity because, of course, he didn't want the mouse to track him down for sharing too much. Again, Disney guards that brand closely, and they don't like cast members sharing too much. So, Vic, why don't you get us started today and pick up with the next item on the list. So we're kicking off with number 16 because we did the first 15 in the first episode. And this is a very obvious cell tower at Animal Kingdom. So when you're pulling into Animal Kingdom's parking lot, there's a really tall, really skinny tree inside the park. Guess what? It's not actually a tree. It's just the cell tower for Animal Kingdom. And so in true Disney fashion, they had to try to incorporate it and make it look as realistic as possible while still serving a different function. So I think this was kind of clever. You know, they kind of make it try to blend in with the theme, but really needing a cell tower, they decided this is how we're going to do it. I did know this one and it is very obvious, but I'm also, I've always been such an observant person, like especially on transportation. I always look out the window. Um, I actually get motion sickness if I stare at my phone when we're in new, like moving vehicles or whatever we're in. So I typically um, just stare out the window and it is very obvious. We actually have one like this where we live in somebody, I don't know what it's for, but we do have this same sort of thing here where the people here decided to make it look like a tree. So I knew what it was because we have one here and it is very obvious. There you go. Things you might not have known. Moving on to number 17 is that this cast member shared that the perks are pretty grand. And he said, here's a Disney secret for you. Ordinary cast members in the parks make very little money. Um, But that's actually not a secret because it's a standard for retail and food service jobs. However, Disney rewards cast members with some pretty fantastic perks, including but not limited to discounts on all merchandise, free entry 
to your parks at any time. Many free tickets and entries for friends and family, food discounts, discounted entries to Disney-owned locations, hotel discounts, cruise discounts, access to special events, and so much more. So whenever Disney opens a new attraction at the parks, they always have a soft opening for cast members only. And while this cast member was working at MGM, it was then MGM, now Hollywood Studios, he went on the cast preview night of the Osborne Family Spectacle of Dancing Lights, where they even got treats and hot chocolate on the house. So that's pretty awesome. I think that's I think that's a cool event to get a soft opening for. I think that that's cool. Yeah, and I definitely think if you work at Disney, I feel like it is rare for somebody to work at Disney and not love Disney. So for them, even though they're not getting paid big bucks, all the perks they're getting are enough for them that they don't care. Yes. Okay, next on the list. So children are never lost, quote unquote, lost at Disney, even though they might really be. Um, This cast member says adults are lost. Children are not lost. Because if a child gets separated from his parents, his or her parents, the cast members will always treat it as a lost adult, not a lost child. Because how could a child be lost at Disney? It's the happiest place on earth, right? So I just think that's interesting how they, I guess they don't want to cause panic or alarm. So they always just treat it as a lost adult. They do that at a lot of places. They do that at our zoo. And I believe they do it at our Six Flags as well. And I think it's just a way so we don't scare kids. If you make it look like the um, adult is the one that's lost and the kids are less scared, they're focusing on finding their parents rather than focusing on the fact that they're the ones that are misplaced. I think it's a psychological tactic that they do. Correct. So number 19 is cast members cannot acknowledge a celebrity as such. So as we all know, celebrities can be found within the Disney parks. A lot of times you see that pop up in social media and on People Magazine and all over the place. But asking a celebrity for a photo or an autograph is grounds for termination for a cast member, which is very sad. This person said that they never actually encountered any celebrities while they worked at Hollywood Studios, which was Disney MGM at the time. So it wasn't an issue for them. They said, no, I'm definitely not bummed by that. Not at all. So. That would be really sad if you were you happened upon like John Stamos or something because he comes there a lot. We know that Johnny Depp shows up and just is in Pirates of the Caribbean. If you are starstruck by those people and you want to get their autograph, that would be sad if you couldn't ask them for it. So this is just saying they have to be just kind of stone-faced. They can't act like they know who they are or anything. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, that's what that's how I'm interpreting it. And it's kind of like the same thing. This is not a Disney star, but um, Brad and I were taking a trip to California for his work. And we got on the plane. If you've watched Young and the Restless, then you know who Catherine Chancellor is. She's like the matriarch for that show. And there she was sitting in first class. And my initial you know, response was like I breathed, breathed in in shock. And she puts her finger up to her lips almost to say shush to me. And I just leaned down and whispered in her ear that um, how much we loved her and that we'd watched her for years. But it's the same kind of thing. I don't know how a cast member did it because I didn't make a big deal and a lot of people around knew nothing. I mean, right there, I just was shocked that I saw this famous person that I had been watching since I was a child on this plane. So 
kudos for all the cast members if they see big stars like John Stamos and um, Johnny Depp and whoever else has been wandering the park. Oh, Aerosmith, I know for sure. If they've never uh, made a big deal about it, just act like they were anybody else. That's amazing. I would think that takes very, very strong restraint to just act like it's normal. That's true. And I think, like you said, Mom, I do think Aerosmith probably goes to Hollywood Studios a lot just because if they are to visit one, they have a ride that's dedicated to them. But if you work in Magic Kingdom, I feel like this would be more of an issue, especially in November when they're filming the Christmas parade. That's probably the highest chance to see celebrities in Disney World. Disneyland, I feel like it's more common because that's in California. A lot of stars live in California. That's true. And so I feel like if you work in California, you probably have a higher chance of just casually seeing one on any day. When in Disney World, you probably would work at Magic Kingdom and it would have to be during November when they're filming that over the course of a week or however long it takes to film all of it. Side note, I bet they're not having that parade this year. I know, they have not said anything about it. They haven't said anything saying it's canceled or saying it's happening. Not real sure they can do that as a cavalcade. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they could still do it where they had people perform in Disney World. They just can't. I'm wondering if they'll have to film it when people aren't there. Like, they'll have to do it overnight. Oh, they could because the park's closed now at 7. Yeah. So they could do it where people are not allowed to be there. They're still recording the performances in Disney World. They just can't be like they normally are in the middle of the day. It will be interesting to see. That is for sure. Moving on to number 20 is that Walt Disney bought the land in Florida under several names to keep it a secret. And he mostly did it so that no one would know that he specifically was buying such a large amount of land at one time. And it was also so he could avoid any kind of price hikes once real estate agents knew that he was buying land for another project. Fun fact, a lot of those fake names and companies he used are on the windows of Main Street USA. I think this was genius on his end. And we actually did know this part. Yes. Um, but yes, it, it was genius. I don't think I knew the part about some of the names he used being on the, the windows of Main Street, though. That part I didn't know. I think that's cool that they paid homage to his names he used by putting them on the, the windows on Main Street. And that is something that we really need to pay attention to sometime that we're there. Instead of just rushing from place to place is all the details on those shops. In, on Main Street. Yeah, I need to look up some of the names that he used and see if we can, like, basically do a scavenger hunt and see if we can find some of them. Maybe one year, if we've been enough times, Joey and I, we can do a scavenger hunt in you and Dad versus me and Joey. Yeah, all right. Next, it's kind of related to what the one you just said, Kaylee. Uh, this cast member says the Florida property is just massive. And the few times that he went to the cast parking lot for Magic Kingdom, he realized just how much Disneyland, how much land Disney owns. He said he, he went for what felt like miles through those housing areas, and that includes the college housing, college program housing, and there's tons of empty land to be developed later, and that's before you get to the Magic Kingdom backstage area. And then from there, they, you know, they get on a bus to take you to the tunnel. And he's just like, it's just massive. You just don't realize until you go through all of that back area. Because when you're in the park, obviously, all of that is contained within a small or relatively small area. But there's so much more land beyond what they've developed yet. 
So that kind of goes back to what we were talking about the other week. We're, we're kind of not sure why they haven't taken on and developed more of it yet, given the popularity in the past. You know they got something in mind because I feel like the wheels are always turning. Yes, they probably do. And I guess now with this economic downturn with the pandemic, that's probably going to put a hold on anything, at least for the immediate future that they may have had planned for that, but we'll see. Next up, working during the summer at Disney World is rough. Well, I think we all know that Brad will never go back. Well, he says he's never going back to Disney again in the summertime. That was our first trip, but Central Florida gets especially hot during the summer, but working outdoors in a full costume is brutal. He said he was required to wear all black shoes, and one day, because it was so ridiculously hot, the soles of the shoes melted to the ground. We can attest to this. That Yeah, we can attest to it at Disney World, but we also had the same issue in Las Vegas. So uh, be prepared when you go to Disney in the summer. It is going to be hot. Uh, One of the reasons we don't like to go when it's hot is because Brad doesn't like hot weather. But the other reason is nobody's nice to each other when it's that hot. I think that just adds to the crankiness of families. That's kids get more exhausted and fights happen. And so we strongly suggest that you find off times that you can go to Disney World. Um, I'm sure Disney won't be happy with me saying that, but I just feel like traveling in the fall or the winter, if, if you have that option, is a much better choice. Yeah, I'll just be honest, y'all. I do not do well with heat. And it's like Vicki was saying, the heat, I think, tends to just bring out people's agitation even more because you're just hot and you're in close quarters and that may not be as big, that may not have been as big a deal this past summer, obviously, because of the pandemic. I mean, it may still be hot, but there's obviously not as many people in the park, but I mean, you already get tired from walking the parks and the heat just takes it out of you that much quicker, in my opinion. But I would have to be hard pressed to go back to Disney World in the summer again. It's rough. Now, that being said, if you live in a place that is very hot and you're used to the heat, like you might as well take advantage of the like of that time, because even though some of the hotter times are some of the most busy, you can find statistics on which weeks are the least busy in Disney. And if you can stay in the heat, then go. Because honestly, for us, that is the main thing about the summer. It's not even like crowds because we go at Christmas. The crowds don't scare us. It's in the heat. The crowds are worse. It's just horrible. Now, in Disney World, just about everything is scripted. This cast member said, everything said by attraction hosts, performers on the streets, everything said by retail hosts. Those are all scripted things. And the cast members are given every last piece of information about their attraction so that they can always stay on script. Which, I mean, it sounds correct because they can't have anybody breaking the Disney brand, even in what they're saying. So... I was a little bit surprised about this one from the perspective of like, like down to the retail hosts. That I wouldn't have expected. Me neither. And I definitely think like you were saying in part one of this episode, some of these must be softer rules depending on their role. Because I remember when we went to a, when we went to a restaurant, I think I was 15. We went in the fall and I had on like a homecoming shirt or something. And the hostess or like one of the waitresses was like, do you go to this school? And I was like, yeah, but we were in the middle of central Florida and we are from Missouri. And I was like, how do you know that? And she was like, I went there. And so that was when the Cardinals were playing 
baseball still. They were like in the playoffs and she kept stopping by our table trying to get the score so she could keep up with what was happening. I remember that. And so I feel like it must be a soft rule for some people. Probably for the retail, they probably try to just tell them to make as much connection with the guests as possible. That's what I think. Kind of like that one that you said. Not necessarily scripted out like a written script, but keep the magic between the guests as much as you can. Like conversation, find things you can springboard off of to talk about so that they really get that interaction. Next one on the list, this one didn't surprise me. It stinks pretty bad backstage. I think I would have expected this, um, but you really won't get the sense of this though because this cast member says they obviously just pump those pleasant smells in like i don't know if you've been there you know you're walking down the street and you're like oh it smells so good where's the popcorn you know but they say that they pump a bunch of that smell in it's not just natural smell so but if you think about how much garbage <laughs> is generated in a park in a day you can just imagine what that smells like backstage where it's all taken you know and that's why janitorial casts are always you know trying to keep things cleaned up as much as possible because it's the longer it sits and the longer it stays out to the in the open it's just going to stink that much more and they don't want that to be a guest experience at least they try to get it backstage well this next one builds off that saying that the tunnels that are under the Magic Kingdom are pretty foul in smell. And that he only was in them one time and that was plenty for him. He was done with that. He learned that the tunnels were actually ground level and the park was built over them. And this was because the land was originally all swampland, which we did know because it's Central Florida. So Walt built the tunnels through some of it and built the park on top of that. So I can only imagine, although I think it's interesting, I won't name names, but there was someone that we know that used to be on this show that got to go down in those tunnels because he had a relative that worked for Walt Disney. And that is one thing that he never mentioned. How old was he at the time? Um, this was just like five or six years ago. Oh, I was thinking if he was young, he may not remember. No, he went in as an associate of this person. That's how he got to go in with him for the day. Ah, okay. I just don't want to get anybody in trouble. Yeah. Again, we got to speak in code. Got to protect that magic. Now, an unknown fun fact, at least it was for me, is that this cast member spoke to Hollywood Studios because that's where he worked. They provided bikes backstage for cast members because Hollywood Studios is small and they don't have underground tunnels to make trips shorter. Disney provided a slew of bicycles to be used by cast members. And he said, while he was working there, the bike program wasn't in place. And he was told they stopped it because people were actually abusing the privilege of having bikes, vandalizing and stealing included, but it looks like they might have brought that program back. That's crazy. Yeah, it makes sense that they, since they don't have the tunnel system at that park, that they would have to have a quicker way of people from getting to place, from place to place. Yeah, I think the thing that shocks me is that cast members were like abusing it. Yeah. It'd be like, they just tried to make your job easier. What are you doing? Everyone, no matter what industry, will always try to abuse the system. I've learned that through the years. It is sad. Just appreciate that they're trying to help. Yes. You should never steal from the mouse. That's true. He is your friend. <laughs> Unless you steal, then get ready. <laughs> get ready to pay the consequences. All right. Next up on the list is Disney has a ton of security. So on the face value of this statement. I understood and yes, I agree that they do have tons of security, but 
What was interesting to me about this is that they say that security is everywhere, which we can see that, but what's not so obvious is that there are even more security officers than you think because they employ tons of plainclothes officers in the parks at all times. And so the only identifying attribute you'd be able to identify about them would be they do wear an earpiece. So I thought this was interesting. I really would like to know how many of these there are in relation to the regular uniformed officers, but he wasn't sure. It doesn't say about that specifically, but I just thought this was interesting. I'm not sure that we would even be able to tell because so many people have those earpieces in their ears for phones and stuff now that they could have hundreds of them and we would never know who who is a guest and who's a plainclothes cop. That's true. And I think my question at this point in time for this is that do they include because of social distancing and like Disney's restrictions right now, depending on how many they employ, is that skewing how many guests they can let in right now? Do they include those numbers in the normal park numbers? Like we have this many people on the floor or if they are included in the capacity, does that make sense? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Find the plain clothes cop. Be like, how many did you find this trip? Yeah. So something that um, we did know, but that others may not know, is that you always employ the Disney point. Your mom has always told you your whole life, don't point at people, it's rude. So Disney feels the same way, and because of that, all cast members have to point using two fingers, so it's not interpreted as being rude. Other things Disney wants cast members to do is scoop up trash without stopping to bend down, bend as you walk by it and scoop it up. Also, avoid gum because you can't even buy it in the park. Disney doesn't want to see it on the ground, and so they refuse to sell it. The interesting thing about that is they don't even sell it in the Orlando International airport and we know this because we brought gum with us the first trip that we flew there but brad wanted to get some more and he couldn't even find it in the airport and he was like what is this all about and that's how we found out later that disney doesn't allow gum in the parks and so the airport just like in a in an effort to help them kind of partners with them and so if you want gum to take with you to have for the airplane ride or for you to have in florida you need to bring it with you unless you have a car and you can go out and find it somewhere else because i'm sure Walmart or Target in local Florida do sell gum, but Disney does not want gum on your shoe, which I don't blame them. I don't really like it on my shoe either. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I thought it was weird that they don't sell it in the airport, but I mean, I understand it in the parks. Now, moving on to number 29 of our list, cast members sometimes get to take part in really cool events. And this cast member specifically worked in Disney World during the year of a million dreams, which was the first year of a few of those. And he said they did a special on Good Morning America and he got to be a part of it. And they got to pick from a select few costumes. And he said he picked High School Musical naturally. I like you, I want to be your friend. And he said they had to be inside the Magic Kingdom at about 3 a.m. to go over all the staging. They filmed it at something like 5 a.m. and it ended up being close to a full eight hour shift all in the rain and it was a lot of back and forth and standing around but he said how many people get to say they were on good morning america as a disney cast member and he got free lunch on top of all that so that's a pretty sweet deal i think that's pretty cool yeah i don't think you would get these opportunities in just any job and there are lots of shows like good morning america and today and regis and kelly a lot of shows have come and done things there and then of course we know the uh family shows that 
visited there, Family Matters and Full House. And I don't even, I can't even remember all of the shows that went. Boy, each world. Yeah. So that's a cool experience. But again, they can't act like it's a big deal because we know that from one of their former rules or one of the rules we've already discovered today. And that is they have to act like it's just a normal breathing person. The show I remember the most or the episode was um, Full House, which it's like if you watch that and you're a frequent Disney World goer, if you watch the Full House episode or I think it's two episodes, it's like so unrealistic. Everything they're showing you because they show them at one park and then they're at a different attraction in another park and then all in one day. I'm like, no, this is not how real life is in Disney. It's magical, but it's not unrealistic. Yeah, this is what you're seeing, what they're showing you is not Disney magic, it's TV magic, because that doesn't happen. Well, up until recently, you could park hop, but... True. The park hopping was true, but it was more like they were showing it all within, they'd show them within three parks, and then they'd be like, let's meet up for lunch here, and it's like, okay, no. Yeah, that would not happen. Looks good, though. True. (laughs) All right, next on the list is the Mickey just inside Hollywood Studios has a secret. And I didn't know this. Maybe if I thought about it enough, I might've gotten it, but I didn't know this. So there's there's that Mickey Mouse at the top of the crossroads right inside the Hollywood Studios entrance. He's a static figure that spins, but he's waving to all who enter, but he's also got a specific purpose, not just to welcome guests. He is actually a lightning rod because the things in the park are known to get struck by lightning quite frequently. We've actually seen that happen on one of the the videos we were watching a few weeks ago. You know, the electrical storms during the summer, it hit the top of the, the Cinderella's castle. A guy caught it on video. So this is one of the roles of this Mickey is to act as a lightning rod because let's be honest, if lightning is going to strike, you want it to strike that and not any buildings or people. So I thought this was pretty a pretty ingenious thing because one of the ears on that Mickey is made of copper, so that attracts lightning. And so I think that's pretty cool. Again, how they incorporate, you know, you look at it and you're like, oh, that's cool. It is, but it also has a, a dual purpose. Very interesting. So the last little tidbit that we're going to give you is, did I mention the cast exclusive sales? So cast members have access to discontinued merchandise, damaged merchandise, and items left and lost and found, which I find very interesting and we'll come back to in just a second. There's a store behind Magic Kingdom that sells items pulled from the park shelves at discounted prices for cast members. And then there's a trailer next door that sells damaged merchandise and lost and found items. This cast member bought a Pirates of the Caribbean shirt that retailed for $40 for $4 because it had a hole in the seam. So... It said, he said it took him about five minutes and he sewed that little hole up. If that isn't enough for you, there is also a huge sale twice a year for cast members that's basically a clean out of the merchandise. It's held in huge tents and only open to cast members and their guests. And the favorite thing that he liked to do was get the super cheap trading pins. He would get a grab bag of 10 pins with a lanyard for $10. That is a great deal. Because as we all know, cast members have access to pins that aren't always available to the guests and they have like little Mickeys on the bottom of them. Those are cast only pins. And so if you ever see those and they're of a character that you like, you should definitely get that. I was trying to think what I was going to, oh, the lost and found items. I didn't realize they sold the lost and found items. I thought that was interesting too. I'm like, I wonder how long they have to be there before they put them on the chopping block. I wonder 
I think it's interesting they sell them. I think it'd be different if they just like laid out the lost and found like at the end of every week almost. And it's like, all right, take what you want. But Disney's always trying to make money. So, but I'm wondering, because that means they have to have somebody who prices all that stuff. Unless it's like they have a set thing where it's like, no matter what the brand of sunglasses is, sunglasses cost this much. And then it's like, if you get Ray-Bans for however much, then like you get lucky. And then like, uh, I don't even know what else they would be able GoPros maybe are probably in Lost and Found. I'm sure somebody's lost one of those on a ride. I hope not. That's a lot of money. I know. So Purses. I Yeah, I just, that's wild to me that they have people who would have to price that stuff if it's not a set thing. I can't believe people would lose it and not even try. I mean, look how long Joey had dad try. Joey... Uh, listeners, if you didn't know this, had a jean jacket, left it on the Magical Express the very first night, and he had Brad calling every day for this jean jacket. And the reason that he mostly wanted it, not because he didn't want the jean jacket, but he, he had a pin that he had that we had pinned on him for his senior year of band. Now, I have another one of those pins, but it wasn't the one that we pinned on him. And so in his mind, it wasn't as special. And so that means somebody probably bought Joey's jean jacket. Exactly. Wild, very crazy. So this was a lot of fun. I think that we learned a few things and maybe introduced the listeners some things that even we might have known just because of all of the times we've been there and just all the shows that we um, host here on Mousecapades. If you would like to be a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, all you have to do is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to book a trip or just want a free quote, text us at 636-373-4497 or contact us at Vicky, V-I-C-K-I-E dot black at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our Twitter account at Pod. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, family, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. And pixie ducks. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>